In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. That is good to hear that you are joyful. And I like when I say good morning and I can hear loud good morning. Because we are here by grace. But that, that grace from God that he is giving us a new day of life. So we have to be thankful for that. And today, uh, it is a special day because I'm here. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, it is a special day because we are celebrating the feast of the presentation of the Lord. And this feast commemorates how Jesus, as a baby, was presented to God in the temple of Jerusalem. This presentation finds its complete and perfect fulfillment in the ministry of the Passion, Death, and the Resurrection Lord. This phase of the presentation combined the Jewish practice of the purification of the mother after childbirth and the presentation of the child to God in the temple and his buying back redemption from God. It is also known as the Feast of the Purification of Mary. Uh, in our country, in Honduras, uh, it is part of our culture to present, even if it's a boy or a girl, we present our children when they are 40 days. And our book of common prayers on page number 91, page 91, please everybody. We have here the son of Mary, unknown by the Magnificat. So I would like that we read it together, but that you pay attention about what is written in the Magnificat, because we are celebrating this feast of the presentation. And when we present a baby in the temple, so we read, this is one of the readings that we do. So let's read together. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Almighty has done great things for me.
feel the hungry good good things. The rich has been away empty, has come to help of his servants Israel, for he has remembered his promise to mercy, the promise he made for our father, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was at the beginning. What a beautiful son. And all the readings today should remind us that Jesus is our high priest and the light of the world. We can see that also this is called the Feast of the Encounter. Why? Because the New Testament represented by Jesus with the Old Testament represented by Simeon. I want to tell you, if there is not love, then there is not joy. And authentic love comes from or come to us from Jesus. He offers us his word, which illuminates our path. He gives us the bread of life, which sustains us on our journey. I want to tell you a little bit or give you a little bit of my life testimony. I'm 50 years old. And when I was 48, I was told by the doctor that I had cancer. And when he was explaining me about what we had to do, uh, he said, I know that you are not listening to me. And I thought, you're right. But you know what? When he said the word cancer, I just said, thanks be to God. Those were my words, and that was my thought. And I was thinking, maybe this is not uh, to teach me something to me. Maybe it's something to teach my family, my ministry, my job. And I think that I was right because I had like five years that I didn't take a date off because I'm the rector of Holy Spirit uh, Church and I'm the uh, headmaster or principal of Holy Spirit Episcopal Bilingual School. And also I have a family. So I was working 24-7. And then maybe God said, this is the time that you have to relax. But I said, I thought, this is not a good way to relax, right? <laughs> because uh, the side effects of the chemos and the radiations, I had five chemos and 35 radiations. 
And I had to move from Tela to San Pedro Sula. That, uh, that is about an hour and a half. But during my treatment, I didn't go, I didn't went back to Tela. And it was sad because my oldest daughter uh, was taking care of my youngest daughter. And my son, he was taking care of me in San Pedro and my mother. But my mother didn't know about my cancer. I just told her that I had a tumor and I had to be treated with radiation. And I told the oncologist, please don't say any word about chemo to my mother because she will die first than I do. And then uh, she just talked about the, when you are having the radiation that you will feel like you wanted to throw up and maybe you will have kind of uh, diarrhea or some things that you will be feeling. And so my mother thought that because of that, re that radiation, I had those uh, kind of things. But uh, she didn't realize that I was taking both chemos and radiation. But she knew in the last chemo, somebody told her, oh, your daughter is in a chemo right now. And it's the last one. And my mother said, what? He's, no, she's not taking chemo. And she said, the, the woman insists, yes, we have been there together. And this is her last one. <laughs> and my mother started crying and crying. And my sister called me. And she said, you know, uh, my mom now knows that you are having chemo. What are you going to do? Uh, I said, do not worry. Because uh, when I got there into the clinic, uh, when I took my first chemo, the nurse came and she said, uh, they called Doña Olga, that I, it is like Mrs. Olga. And she said, Doña Olga, you know that you will start losing your hair? And I said, no, I won't. And then she, she was looking at me like she is crazy. And then 15 days later, she came back to me and she said, Doña Olga, did you start losing your hair? And I said, no, I won't lose my hair. And, and then she said, why? Because, you know, I have an awesome God and I will keep my hair. And so she just started laughing. But that third week, she came back and she said, Doña Olga, and I said, look, I still have my hair. <laughs> and then I said, if I lose my hair, I love wig and I love hats. So uh, I don't have any problem with that, but you know, I won't lose my hair. And you will see. And she said, we will see. And so I, ha I am very well known in that uh, clinic because I didn't lose my hair. I didn't lose uh, a lot of weight. Uh, I, my skin color was the same. Like nobody knew that I was having that strong treatment. And you know why? Because when the doctor told me that, he was right. I wasn't paying attention about what he was saying. Because I said, God, 
you have this for me, and I know that you will be with me all the time. And I had that faith, I had that confidence that he will be with me. And I also have diabetes and high blood pressure. And in that clinic, the doctor said, Doña Olga, you have to do a good care of your diabetes and your high blood pressure because in this clinic, we are worried only about the cancer. So if you look at me, you will never think that I have diabetes and I have high blood pressure. And this morning, they took my blood pressure and it was great, like a teenager. Huh? Yes, and so, you know, when we believe in God, when we present our lives to him so he can do wonders in our lives. I have never thought that I will be preaching in the United States. I came here in 2012, I think, the first time. And then uh, in 2007, I went to California. I spent seven, six months in there. Deacon there. But when I got there, I thought, oh my God, I can't speak English. I understand, but I cannot speak English. And then when I got there, they said, okay, uh, Mother Olga, you know that you have to be preaching Saturdays and Sundays in English. And I say, oh my God. And now I feel a little bit more confident, but I know that I, some of you are going to understand my English, some of you won't, but uh, God is giving me that uh, wisdom and uh, to be strong, to be here, and talk about his word. And one of the things that we have to know is that we need the assistance of the And in others, all those who like Simeon persevere in piety and in the service of God, no matter how insignificant their life seem in men's eyes, become instruments, the Holy Spirit to make Christ known to others. In his plan of redemption, God makes use of good for all mankind. Here, preaching and letting you know that the God that we pray your life. In other words, the Holy Spirit employs ordinary men and women with simple faith as his instruments 
to bear witness to Christ, his ideals and teachings, just as he used Simeon and Anna. The Holy Spirit reveals the presence the Lord to us when we are receptive and eager to receive him. Let, let us be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit within us to recognize the indwelling presence of the Lord with us in others. So we need, we need to live our daily lives. I wasn't living my life. I was living the life of my congregation. I was living the life of the teachers, students, and parents. And I was living my family's life. But I was not living my life. And so that is what I learned during the process. And I never reject. I always was thankful with God. Even I was, sometimes I felt that I was dying. But I said, I know that I'm not going to die. God will give me the opportunity to see my children have uh, their own life. And then he can take my life. But it was a moment that I, I felt that peace that only God can give you that peace. And I said, I'm ready, God. Anytime you want to take my life, I'm ready. And I think that I'm ready because I have the confidence that one day I will see his face. And I want that you feel that and know that you also have the same awesome God that I have, that he listens our prayers. I asked him last year that I wanted to be here again with a group of students. And God heard my prayers. And today we are here with uh, nine of our students. And sometimes people said, oh, be careful what you ask to God. <laughs> and I said, yes, so you have to be careful what I'm asking. So, but God is good all the times, and we are thankful for this opportunity that you have given us uh, to be here, because all of you are our angels, and all of you had made possible this dream to become true. Thank you so much. And God bless you.